Hello and welcome to the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. I am your host, Lenaria Gaia, and here we talk all things body image, self-esteem, your thinking in your mind, how do you connect true to you in every part of who you are. I want you to know that all of you is welcome, so sit back and relax and listen to today's episode. Sending you love. Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. It is so wonderful to have you here and for those of you who have been watching for a little while or listening on Spotify or whatever platform you catch your podcast from, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. I think that you are freaking rad and I hope that our time together is teaching you that you are freaking rad, really, because the more that we hang out with people who believe in us, the more that we spend time with people who already know how to believe in themselves, the more that that rubs off. They say that you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And once upon a time, that was just physically because pretty well that's all we did. But now I believe that you become the average of the five people that you consume you know, who are you hanging around with online? What podcasts are you listening to? What television shows are you participating in? What kind of media are you digesting? All of those things will determine and impact the way that you feel about yourself. So if you're here, which you are because you're listening, congratulations, because you've come to a place where you can learn to fully love and embrace who you are, not just because it feels good or because that's lovely or a nice to have, but actually tangible tools, tricks, tips and tricks to be able to help you to do that. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about why you are unhappy. Why you are unhappy and actually the getting everything that you want is not what will make you happy. Mind blown, right? I know. There seems to be this idea, and I had this idea for a really long time in my life as well, that if I could just get all the circumstances in my life to line up the way that I wanted them to, then I would be happy, right? We know this from a body point of view. You know, well, I'll be confident and happy in my body when it looks a certain way, when it reaches a certain weight, when I you know, trim down my belly fat or when I get rid of my acne, whatever it happens to be, we have this idea that we will get happiness later. That if we can just get to it, then we will find the joy and the happiness that we've been looking for. And look, no doubt about it, the media and advertising, specifically advertising actually, and companies who want you to buy their products, will sell you exactly that story. They will share with you that what needs to happen in order for you to have happiness is that you slim down, buy this shake, that you get rid of your acne, buy this skincare, that you change the color or shape or consistency of your hair, buy this product, buy this gym membership, buy this Botox, buy this collagen injection, buy whatever they're selling and they will make a story to match that. And look, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. That is the very nature of marketing, right? We're all doing it. Anybody in business, you're watching this on a phone, presumably, maybe on a laptop. At some point, you have been sold the things that you are consuming and using right now. 
And a story was attached to that. You need this product. And you went out in the world and went, yeah, I do need this product. And you decided to take it, right? Win-win. If you're sitting on a chair right now, it's because somebody decided that they had a need in the market. People want to sit down. And so they made the chair, they marketed it to you and you bought it or you acquired it somehow, right? It's pretty straightforward. Except the problem that I find with the advertising when it comes towards happiness is that it's painting a picture that if we just get something over there, if we just get something in the future, then we will be happy. And it doesn't work that way. If it did, all of us in privileged countries would be happy. And we're not. In fact, we're even more depressed. The rates of suicide have gone up. We are anxious and have more mental conditions than we have ever had in the history of our time. And that's not just because now the taboo has come off that and we can talk about it, although I'm sure that plays a small part. It's that we are unhappier than we've ever been because we have been chasing happiness. We have been driving ourselves. Push, push, push. If I can just get the thing. And it doesn't just apply to our bodies here. Once I get that man of my dreams, the man or woman of my dreams, once I get that partner, I'll be happy. Once I get that marriage, I'll be happy. Once I have my first baby, I'll be happy. Once I have the second or third baby, I'll be happy. Once I get the next promotion, I'll be happy. Once I get the promotion after that, once I earn $100,000, once I earn $200,000, you get the picture. It's not only the big life things, but it's we're always living in the next. What's next? What are we doing next? What's the next big thing? We always talk about it's really good to have something to look forward to. And it is. It's nice to have something to look forward to. It makes us feel connected to some point in the future. Except is it making us happy? Truly, and I'm not talking happiness in the sense that I cruise around with a smile on my face and everything's great. It's not what I mean by happiness. I'm going to define that in just a moment for you. But are we happy? Are we getting the new car? Does that make us happy? The reality is it brings us pleasure, doesn't it? To get that bang and body maybe that you've always wanted and you get there or you reach your goal weight or you find that partner or you have that baby or you get that job or promotion, you get there and you're like, yes, I did it. I'm here. Have you ever noticed two things? One, you get there and it's exciting. Oh my God, I got my my favorite car. I got my dream car. I cannot believe it. I can afford it. It's happened. I got my dream car. This is amazing. And for the first, however long, it might be a week, it might be a month, it might be a year, you drive around in this car thinking, I am the luckiest son of a beep that's ever happened. Like, I am so lucky. This is incredible. Like, life doesn't get any better than this. And in however long it takes, a week, a month, a year, it kind of wears off, right? The novelty wears off. Now it's just your car. And maybe now you, where you wouldn't have before, now you're drinking coffee in that car. Now maybe you're leaving your rubbish in that car. Maybe now it's, you know, using the the, the back seat as, as your dog holder, <laughs> you know, your dog carrier. Over time, that thing that you thought was going to bring you happiness 
wears off. And so instead of going, huh, maybe not getting what I want, or maybe getting what I want isn't the key here, we just start going after other things. So it wears off really quickly. Well, the second thing that happens here is that we get there and it's not how we expected it to feel. It's kind of a letdown. Kind of like, oh, I expected that when I got married, I would feel different. I expected that when I when I reached that goal in my life, that everything would change for me and I would be a totally different person and I would be radically transformed and happy for the rest of my life. But but that didn't happen. And look, it's not to say that accomplishing things and moving towards goals is something that I don't recommend. In fact, I recommend them highly, but not because of what they give you, but because of who you become in the process. So just say you want to work towards a different body, right? You want to be fitter, you want to be healthier. If you want to be fitter and healthier and you go about changing your diet and you go about, you know, changing the way that you move your body and all that kind of stuff and you reach that goal of having that different body, you've become someone along the way that is healthier and fitter and you get to take those lessons with you forever. Your experience at the gym or working out or hiking, your knowledge around food and nutrition has changed. It's the climb as Miley Cyrus would so aptly put it in her song. It's not about how fast you get there. It's not about what's waiting on the other side, but it's the climb. It's who you become in the process is where we feel most accomplished. Because if you've ever gotten a goal or an accolade or an achievement, so to speak, that you haven't particularly worked hard for, how does it feel? Ask yourself, how does it feel? Is it like, wow, this is amazing? And maybe it is for a little bit. But lasting fulfillment doesn't come in just getting the thing. Lasting fulfillment comes when we work towards a thing. It's the journey, it's the climb that actually leads us to the place where we want to be, which is lasting happiness, lasting fulfillment. Let me qualify what I mean by happiness here because I think it gets thrown around a lot and and again people like are you happy yeah I'm happy I just got my new car right that's pleasure and there's joy in that there's no doubt about that and there's probably some sense of satisfaction as well like if you've worked hard to get towards that goal and you're like this car represents the fact that I've sacrificed for the last five years, 10 years in business. I've made it, you know, it, it could mean a lot to you from that perspective and not just the card, the accomplishment and the lead up to it. But yet still getting everything that you want will not make you happy because happiness is actually the feeling of inner peace. It's actually that feeling that everything's okay, that you're all right that you can trust yourself, you can trust the world, and then no matter what the world throws at you, you'll be okay, even if you fall down, even when it sucks, even when you're not okay, you know deep down that you will be. Because there's a part of you deep down, way, way beyond your thoughts, 
way beyond your emotions, way beyond who you think that you're meant to be. That is calling for you. That part of you is asking to be heard. And that part of you does not have a lot of rules to be happy. Satisfied, content. These are the, these are the closest descriptions that I could humanly describe. We're returning to wholeness. Happiness is that whole feeling where you're never having to chase. You're never having to sit there and go, now is not enough. True lasting happiness is the circumstances might not be what I want them to be right now, but now is enough. Because my friends, circumstances will always change. Circumstances will differ. Sometimes they will be to your favor and other times they will not. And we've all experienced this from some, in some shape or form or another, from you know, scalable things like, like the, the doctor made me wait 20 minutes and that made my other appointments late and that shat me, that annoyed me, all the way through to, to like people I loved died or left me or I found out a huge family secret that's devastated me. You know, the big shit, right? From the small things to the big things, the circumstances in our life are forever changing. And so to bank our happiness on something that is that fickle, that is always changing, that we can't actually ever do anything about, really, when it comes down to it, is to rely on on a ghost. You're trying to catch light. It doesn't work that way. Have you ever noticed this for yourself? The more that you chase, the more that you hustle, the more that you go next thing, next thing, next thing, the less satisfied you are, the less happy you are, the less content you are. Go for your dreams, reach the things that you want to reach, but do them from a place of wholeness, not from a place of lack. Let me clarify that. Back in the day, you know, for those of you who have known my story or read my book or followed me for a little while, you'll know a bunch of this. For those of you who are just this is your first episode. Welcome. My story kind of rolls in the sense that I constantly chased. And the biggest chase that I had was my body. If I, I, I just believed down into my core that if I could just, if I could just get the right body, then everything would change for me. If I could just lean down enough, if I could just get rid of my fat belly, if I could just become visually the person that I wanted to be, then I would get job opportunities and my career would take off and and I would have love, everything. I honestly thought that everything would change if I had a, quote, better body, which is really just having a more aesthetically pleasing as per the beauty standards. Maybe healthier, Sure, maybe leaner in terms of less body fat, maybe stronger. But really, for a very long time, all I was doing was pushing for aesthetics. I just, firstly, when I first lost weight when I was 16, I just wanted to be skinny. And then over time, I was like, oh, okay, well, I need to be toned now. I need to make sure that I have, you know, toned body because I'd gotten skinny. I had done that and I got to skinny going, I'm still not happy with my body. 
Never when I got to the place that I thought that I wanted was I any happier than when I left, when I started out on that journey. Because it was chasing an ideal that not necessarily didn't exist, but I was banking all my happiness on what was in front of me, what was coming, not on now, not on what I was already grateful for. And so that line of thinking of this constant chasing also meant that in my mind, I was constantly battling myself. I'm sure that many of you here can relate. You're fighting with yourself. Like, oh no, get off the couch, Luna. You're so lazy. What's wrong with you? Why are you so fat? You are ugly. You are pathetic. You're a piece of shit. That were my favorite ones. I would demand so much of myself and really be very cruel to myself when I didn't achieve those demands. Can you relate? Does this sound familiar to you? You have these ridiculously high expectations and every single time you get even close to meeting them or you meet them, you just shoot them back up again and beat yourself up for why you didn't do better. Welcome to perfectionism. But we chase and the world around us tells us it's perfectly reasonable to chase. Not only is it reasonable, but it's encouraged. It's idolized. It's pedestaled. What's next? You, you know, as soon as you get married, people will say to you, when are you having babies? As soon as you have your first baby, they'll go, are you having another? <laughs> as soon as all your children are, grow children are grown up, they'll say, any grandkids? And then be like, are the grandkids getting married? Are the grandkids having babies? Are you retired yet? There's always this future pacing of we're moving towards some place in the future where we will finally be allowed to be happy. The permission to be happy, finally we will get to a point where we're allowed to be happy. And by the time most people get there, wherever there is, they're miserable. And it doesn't come because I've spent 60 years, 50, 60, 40, 80 years, not being in the present moment, not being here, not knowing how to enjoy their lives, only to then get to the place where they're allowed to, they don't know how to do it. Ripped off. Just future pace yourself out for a moment. Go to your deathbed-ish, right? Make, you know, think about yourself as, a, an, as an old lady, an old man. And you're sitting there and you're reflecting back on your life that you've lived. Did you enjoy it? Did you live it? Or were you scared? Were you constantly chasing for what's next? Were you moving towards, no, I have to get over there first. And if I just get over there, then I'll be happy. How pissed off would you be if you got to the end of that, where you were finally allowed to, you ticked all the boxes. You got married, you had kids, you had a career, you made the money, you got the body, you, your, your kids had kids, they had careers, they went to college, you know, university, they, everybody did all the things that society tells us will make us happy and you get there and you're not. Ripped off. And I hope that I can save you some years. If you're in your teens or 20s or 30s, I might be able to save you 50, 60 years. If you're in your 60s or 70s or 80s, or if you're alive because you need to be to be listening to this, 
even, even if you've got one year to live, to live, imagine living it, actually living it. I'm not talking about thinking about living it. I'm not talking about dreaming about living it. I mean, actually both feet in the water, head under, enjoying freaking life. Whatever that looks like for you. It doesn't mean that you need to go accomplish big things or put yourself out in the world and be on social media. It, it, it doesn't, there are no rules as to what makes your happy happy, but you know what they are. You can go do it however you want to. What does living life look like for you? What does it feel like for you? For most people, this includes you, it's living without fear. Fear is not going to go away, right? We need it. It keeps us alive. Thank you, fear. It's an excellent emotion. But not letting it control us, not letting it be the driving force of us. So if we see something that we're scared of, but that our heart goes, oh my God, I would love to be able to do that. Go learn. That's living. That is happiness. Because it's not based on circumstances happening to your favor in order for something to happen. It's now. It's here. And the less rules that you have for your happiness, the more happier you are going to be. I'm going to say that again. The less rules that you have for your happiness, the happier you are going to be. I recommend you writing that down, right? How many rules do you currently have for happiness? I have to have this, I have to have that, these circumstances, this, you know, this expectation, this experience has to happen. It needs to be this, 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 this. Everything needs to go my way. If you have all this massive set of rules of everything that you have to be or have and do in order to be happy, then it's going to make it very hard for you to be happy. One of the biggest reasons why people in less fortunate countries than the one that I happen to be in, I'm from Australia, and there's a little, like, we are very fortunate, privileged even, you know, even, even without earning lots of money, even if you're sort of in the, in the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum, you're still incredibly privileged compared to, and I'm not taking away from your experience of, you know, extreme poverty. If you've been in those situations, that's hectic. And your challenges are going to be held a lot bigger than people who aren't in that position. But we have free healthcare. You know, we live in a country with free healthcare, our taxes, you know, even if you don't pay tax because you don't have enough income, you're being supported. There is government support. You know, have a look at what happened in COVID in Australia over the last couple of years. A lot of money went out to keep businesses afloat and to keep individuals afloat to be able to make sure that everybody could survive. It's not perfect, don't get me wrong. But if you looked at other countries, you would see that a country like Australia is pretty darn fortunate. So for those of you in other countries, or certainly other socioeconomic, what you'll what you'll notice is that those in privileged countries tend to be more unhappy than those not. Why? Because people who have less tend to appreciate what they have a hell of a lot more. So like, oh my God, it's the latest. This is the old iPhone. I don't want it. 
right? And that might seem a little bit bratty and you're sitting there going, no, I wouldn't ever do that, right? Aren't you doing it to your body? Oh, I don't want this body, it's shit, right? This meal didn't go the way that I want. My car that I have isn't perfect. The house that I have isn't big enough and we complain about all the things that we do have. Yet for those in less fortunate positions, they're like, oh, my God, you have a roof? That is hectic. I wish I had a roof. But they're grateful for the fact that they have a thatching, that they have walls, or they're grateful that they have a blanket, or they're grateful that there's a, there's a, the, the climate suits them so they don't have to suffer as much in the winter. They're grateful for what they have now. And yes, we can work on things in the future. What I'm saying to you here, and I'm about to give you, you know, I kind of gave it away there a little bit of three things that you do in order to cultivate happiness. That's what people in other countries who are happy, not necessarily just in other countries, but around the world, you know, I, I'm pretty done happy. And it's not because I've gotten everything that I've wanted. I have goals, man. I have things that I want to achieve. I have, you know, stuff that would really be amazing experiences for me. But if I died today, I would die happy. And I'm 39. And I would love that for you. How amazing would that be for you? I die happy now because I live life. I'm in it man, like I am there, I'm showing up to every experience, not just the ones that I like. I need you to hear this. If you don't, if you take anything away from today's podcast, it does not mean, happiness does not mean that you get everything that you want. It's about experiencing everything that happens fully. So if that means that I get to go surfing on the weekend, that's a new skill, experience that fully be there for the experience of that. While I'm going surfing, I'll give you the example. I was frustrated. I was envious of the other people who could do it. Enjoy the envy. Enjoy the frustration. Experience the parts that you don't like because you came here to experience it all. You didn't come you didn't come here to get it right. You didn't come here to get everything you've ever wanted. You came here to experience so even if you, you know, I'm going to Japan in six weeks or so, taking my mum for her 70th birthday. And, you know, I said to her, oh, I want to go to the cat cafe. She goes, ugh, I don't like cats. And I'm like, yeah, but have you ever been to a cat cafe? No. Don't you want to experience it? Well, I guess. When in Rome, in Japan for this matter. You don't have to experience everything. There are going to be some things where you're like, I never feel like I need to do that. But if there are things in your life, and there are, there are most definitely things in your life where you go, I've always wanted to know what that would be like. I've always wanted to be able to do that. I've always wanted to go there. That would be really cool. Oh, I couldn't sing, but I'd like to. I couldn't be in a play, but I'd like to. Go be in a play. Go sing. And you might suck. Go learn. What else are you doing? This is your life. I know you have family commitments. I know that you have kids. I know that you have partners. I know that you have jobs. But can you live a little more? Can you experience the job that you have? 
can you get amongst your children who are going to grow up and go do their own thing? The first one here I want to leave you with is gratitude for what you have and what you don't have. The prayer that I've been using regularly of late, and I, when I use the word prayer or God, they're not religious in any connotation, by the way. I find both of them very practical words to describe my connection to the universe. So I have no sting or button around the word God, but if you do, just replace it with source, universe, spirit, nature, whatever you want to call the highest part of yourself. I call it God most of the time. So I will, uh, and prayer to me is is talking to the universe, which is the highest part of me. Maybe that's a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> we will get to that. Happiness is cultivated. You need to cultivate it within you. It is within your being and you need to grow it. So the first thing you need to do is be grateful for what you have. And as I said, the prayer has been lately, God, thank you so much for everything you give me and everything you take away. Thank you for the obstacles. Thank you for the challenges. Thank you for the successes and the achievements. Thank you for the pain and the hurt and the suffering. And thank you for the joy and the excitement and the connection. Because I'm here to experience it all. Thank you for everything you don't give me. Thank you for, for getting rejected by that man. Thank you for being abandoned by that friend. Thank you for, you know, not getting that sales deal. Thank you for not getting that speaking gig. Whatever it happens to be for you, thank you for me not getting the thing because I trust that whatever I need comes to me. And very often it's a lesson. How patient am I? How consistent can I be? How determined can I show up to myself? Can I be grateful for everything I have and everything that I do not have? That's the first one. The second one here is to cultivate happiness. We want to share it, to share and give love to one another, to connect. Really, when we connect with other people, when we are connected to community, when we have friends or family or loved ones that we can share love with, it only multiplies our own. So if you're sharing your complaining all the time and your criticism all the time and your lack of gratitude for what you have or don't have, that's only reducing the happiness in you and the people around you. But if you share love, if you share gratitude, if you share happiness and joy, more of it is in the world. It gets cultivated more within you and then therefore in everybody else. Many of you who follow me on social media be like, man, your energy is amazing. I love it. I love being around you. I love feeling how happy you are. I love feeling the rawness and the genuineness. Yeah, that's because I'm happy. And then I share that happiness. And the more I share that happiness, the happier I get, as well as being grateful. Yeah. And the third one here is learning how to control your thoughts and emotions. Plain and simple. Your thoughts are going to fool you in believing that what you have right now is not enough. Your brain's probably done it already. Oh no, but Luna doesn't understand. If you know, it, it's it's the shitty financial situation that's making me unhappy. It's the it's the fact that my car just broke down that's making me unhappy. It's the fact that that my partner just left me or cheated on me that's making me unhappy. And those circumstances are shit. There's no doubt about it. Shit happens in life. But your real happiness, your real lasting joy comes from experiencing it all 
And if you're relying upon those outside circumstances to go your way all the time, like I've said before, you are going to continue to be unhappy. So your thoughts are going to convince you that it's not okay. And your thoughts inform your emotions. That's a whole nother podcast as well. Your thoughts will inform your emotions. And so you'll feel the way that you think. So those two things are critical here. And listen to this podcast, go find a coach, be that me or somebody else. Listen to personal development, learn how to deal with the thoughts in your head. I know there's definitely episodes in this podcast series that you will be able to find how to deal with your thoughts better. Because when you do those three things, when you share and give love and joy, you'll have more of it. When you are grateful for what you have, what you don't have, you'll have more happiness. You'll cultivate all these things inside of you. And when you learn how to deal with your thoughts and your emotions, they don't block you from the happiness that you already have within you. So it gets to cultivate and get grown even more so. I wish you happiness, real happiness, lasting happiness, happiness whereby even when things aren't going your way, even when you're afraid, even when it's horrible, there's a peace within you beyond that. Doesn't mean it's not happening, it's not horrible. Doesn't mean that we're not gonna have challenges. By gosh, we do have challenges. And sadness and grief and pain and fear are all part of the human experience. You don't even have to enjoy them, like I said before, but can you fully experience them? Fully experiencing whatever is in front of you at this point in time. Matt Kahn says it beautiful, beautifully. Whatever arises, love that. On that note, this has been episode 127. Thank you so much for joining me here. If you have questions, queries, if you're, if you're interested in coaching, if you would like me to come speak at one of your schools, maybe your teenage schools, uh, the school of your teenagers, please just get in contact with me. You can find me on all the socials as well as my website, www.moreconfidence.com.au. You can also find my book there and anything that you want to know about me. I love you. Thank you for being here. I hope that you love you too. And until next week, happy self-loving. Thank you so much for listening to the More Confidence with Luna Guy podcast. I hope you feel more confident, more self-assured and ready to go tackle the world's problems and maybe kick ass in some of your dreams. If you haven't already, I would love for you to like and subscribe, follow and maybe leave a review so that other people know how to find this awesome podcast too. If you're wanting to sink your teeth into something even more juicy, my number one best-selling book, Perfectly Imperfect, Your Complete Guide to Loving Yourself and Loving Your Body is now available on all good bookstore sites, both in print, digital, and I narrated it for Audible as well. If you think the coaching or maybe one of my courses is for you, why not head to www.moreconfidence.com.au and get in touch and see if we can talk. And of course, you can find me all across the social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, which is where you're probably listening now, or maybe even here on the podcast platform, sending you big love and wishing you a beautiful day.